Hi, my beautiful angels. I wasn't going to make an episode like this this week, but honestly, the last few days I've been feeling driven to, and I am made it my goal for this month to literally listen to my instincts like it's my motherfucking job. Like, so long in my life, I've ignored my intuition, that still small inner voice that's there, but we use our logic and rationale to, you know, dis what's the word I'm looking for we use like our our rational mind and our thinking mind to just totally disregard everything that you know our higher self says it's the sixth sense the intuition the instincts the gut whatever you want to call it it's good stuff and the more you tune into it the more you trust it the more it will speak to you the louder it will speak to you so that's been my goal for this month, I think that's a goal I need to focus on for the rest of my life, but I wanted to do a quick update and I'm gonna leave this kind of cut and dry without editing it because I don't really have much time this week, honestly. This last week, I don't know what's in the air, but I've been feeling like a chicken with its head cut off running around. I definitely made way too many plans for this weekend. I have so much stuff that I need to do and I'm starting to feel like there's not enough hours in the day. And truthfully, I don't like feeling that way. Um, It really causes symptoms of my anxiety and just stress to just creep back up. And it could be really easy for me to get off course and distracted. But I want to stay as aligned and centered and grounded and balanced and focused as possible. I know that I can take care of my responsibilities, but my main goal and my main priority is taking care of myself and my mental health that is always top of mind for me. So I wanted to do a quick update. As many of you guys know, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, this month, oh man, I just feel the like all the feels coming up. This month is so bittersweet for me. Um, I love the fall. October is probably one of my favorite months next to you know, the summer and September. I love the changing of summer to fall, but October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it brings back so many memories for me because it was the month that I met my ex-boyfriend who I was in an abusive relationship with. We met in October, and this month I just really want to make sure, like, how are you guys doing? Are you guys taking care of yourselves? Are you guys happy? Do you guys feel safe in a relationship that you're in? Like, not just an intimate partner relationship but in your familial relationships I don't think enough people talk about you know family violence uh, family abuse because that shit is fucking real and it really impacts us and our attachment style and our ability to receive and be open to love and to trust so I think I want to bring that into the greater conversation but before I get into the segment I'm going to call today dating a narcissist because yo your girl been there your bitch was dating a narcissist it's not fun it's super fucking traumatic um and it leaves like detrimental devastating long-lasting impacts and not enough people know about this shit I feel like everyone's used or heard the word narcissist before but we immediately think of Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Donald Trump, like all these public figures with a shit ton of money that seem self-absorbed, but 
dude, one in 20 people are sociopaths. That's at least, you know, the DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, Statistical (laughs) of Mental Health Disorders. One in 20 people, guys. That's why we have so many undiagnosed sociopathic narcissists running around. Um, And a sociopath is different than a psychopath, just saying uh, 1% of the population is like one in 100 is um, diagnosable with psychopathology. Anyway, we need to talk about this stuff. We can't be ashamed. Like, more and more I'm hearing my friends say, yeah, I dated a narcissist, I dated a narcissist. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Um, It sucks. It's not fun. But before I get into that good stuff, I wanted to talk to you guys about what's been going on with me this last week. Uh, It's been a lot. A lot of changes are happening in my life so rapidly. And it's it's been difficult for me to just sit down and take a breath and just appreciate where I'm at and just soak all that shit in. Um, So something I was thinking about yesterday is learning to love rejection. So what does this mean? Like rejection sucks, it's not fun guys. It is so not fun. I have been rejected. You know how many times I've been rejected? If I had a dollar for every time I was rejected, I could literally like build a fucking, I don't know, something super important. I could like take over the mall of America. Um, it's been a lot and a lot recently, as many of you know, over the summer, I was digging this guy, like really digging him and he didn't feel the same way or, you know, whatever and didn't work out. And then, um, like an old flame popped back up into my life not too long after that. And I was feeling hopeful. I was like, damn, like I'm this kid, like, this is great. You know, we could work. Let's do this. And then he was like, no, like there's other girls. I just want to be your friend. And I was just like, fuck, like, why am I not good enough for anyone? And that's a rationalization, right? Like we have so many times in our life where we are good enough and we're always good enough, but sometimes people won't see that or just the timing won't be right or whatever. It is never personal. I mean, sometimes it could be personal. There's always room to develop and grow, but it more so says about them than it does you. Because think about this. I was telling my girlfriend this the other day, like sometimes really nice people come into our life and they're interested in us in a romantic way. But for whatever reason, if you know we were just in a relationship and went through a breakup or we're too focused on our career or whatever, we're like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I wish I could feel it. Like, this person's great, but it's just not for me. And I think we internalize, like, the way other people see us. We make that our own, and we take that on, and we let it define us and create our identity. And for so long, my self-talk has been, like, you're not worthy. You're not lovable. No one could ever want you. Everyone leaves you. Everyone rejects you. Like, there's inherently something super wrong with you. And that triggered me. That really triggered me. I didn't think it would impact me as much as it did, but it heavily impacted me because in July, I started looking for jobs and I applied to almost a hundred places, guys. Indeed said your girl applied to 90 something jobs since July. And it's now mid-October and it wasn't until this week that I was offered a position and I started getting interviews because it seemed like every call back I would get would either be like, hey, we're not choosing you as a candidate, like thanks for applying, sayonara. Or it'd be like, yeah, we'd love to have you. We start at 12 an hour. And guys, I'm 26 years old. There is nothing wrong if you're working 
a retail job or a job where you get paid like minimum wage, whatever it is nowadays. But for me, like I'm trying to move out, move out of state in particularly like there, that's not for me anymore. At some point in my life it was, it was serving me, but now it's not serving me. And my goal is to double my income this year. And I was getting so discouraged and I was ready to just throw in the towel. I'm like, I'm not even good enough to get a job, dude. Like, what is going on? Um, So I just felt overall super shitty. And then, just wait for it. So this week, like, everything started shifting. Um, I started dating. I, I joined Hinge. I'm probably honestly going to delete it like tomorrow because I'm starting to get super overwhelmed, but I'll get into that in a minute. But um, I went on a date and, you know, it's been a really long time since I've gone on a date. And I was super nervous because honestly, the last date I went on went horribly. Um, so I, was, I didn't know what to expect, but it went really good. And I think part of the reason why it went so well is because I went in with zero expectation no pressure on myself or this person to be a certain way. I think once we release and surrender and let go of a false sense of control, things start to fall into place. And things do start to fall into place, maybe not on our timeline, but we have to trust that things will happen when and if they are ready and in the perfect form in the perfect way. And sometimes when we send a request out to the universe, when we desire something, It could show up for us, but we're so set and focused on it looking a certain way or feeling a certain way that we let it pass right by us. So just be open to the form of what you wish for changing and being different than what you initially thought in your head. That's number one. Circling back around to my main point, learning to love rejection. This is the sad truth, guys. We are going to be rejected numerous times in our life over and over again, some more than others, like like me. Um, but rejection is actually a beautiful thing because this is why when one door closes, the other door opens. You've all heard that saying. So when something doesn't work out, I just want you to plant the seed and invite this thought into your mind that maybe, perhaps just maybe this isn't working out so that something else can, something else that is better suited for us can. If something worked out for us and it wasn't for our highest good, then we would never know what is beyond that. You hear what I'm saying? So rejection is good because when someone tells you no, when someone says, I don't like you anymore, you're not for me, whatever. That is actually awesome. It doesn't feel awesome. I get that. Um, And we can go over all the physiological, psychological reasons why, but that's for another time. Um, It's so good because when someone says no, another thing will say yes. Another person will say yes. And you have to believe and have faith that if it isn't this, it's something better. We hold on and we cling to things because it's like a safety net. We feel comfortable. That's what we know. Let go of what you know. Maybe what is meant for you is something completely unfamiliar, something completely unknown and uncomfortable, but we have to adjust. We have to grow with that, guys. Um, Neuroplasticity, man, it is quite a beautiful thing and we are more resilient than we will ever know. So my main point for you today is to learn to love the rejection. Don't fall victim to it. Don't feel helpless and hopeless and powerless because you are the motherfucking creator, the co-creator of your damn life. Own that. And anything that isn't meant for you, it just won't happen. You can't force it. 
you can't cry over it. I mean, you could. I've done it. I've been there. I'm no saint. But learn to embrace it and see the beauty in it. And now we will go on to dating a narcissist. Woo, just kidding. It sucks. <laughs> so dating a narcissist. Well, a narcissist is a person that has a deep need for basically excessive attention and admiration. Uh, they don't have an ounce of empathy in their body. And, you know, troubled relationships. It's always, it's always their ex, their crazy ex. They never take accountability. So I dated a narcissist. Um, This relationship was centered around manipulation, feeling controlled, um, that person dominating over me. And the thing about narcissists is they are amazing actors. They are the best actors in the world. They could be on Broadway. You know, they put shame to Brad Pitt because they will act in the beginning of the relationship like everything you've ever wanted in your life they will be perfect they will be your dream person but their true colors will start to show it's a wolf in sheep sheep's clothing type of thing lauren you gotta slow down take a breath so yeah um it's all it's all a lie it's all a mind game it's gaslighting 24 7 and i want you to ask yourself narcissists are great when you know you are under their control it's brain brainwashing basically but when you don't give this person what they want how do they respond to you you know that's a really good question because someone that truly loves us will want us to speak our truth when we say no to them they won't you know backlash at us they won't punish us they will be like okay thank you for being honest with me And they will respect your boundaries. You know, I have a lot of friends and sometimes I tell them, I have a lot of friends. Damn, that sounded narcissistic. I meant to say, I actually had a friend last week and I asked her, I was like, do you want to come on the show? And she has a problem saying no, like, just like me. Um, And I told her, listen, girl, like, if this isn't a fuck yes for you, if you're not feeling this at all, please please tell me now because I love you so much. I never want to put you in the position where you're feeling forced to do something or uncomfortable. And when you honor yourself, I honor you honoring yourself. I value people being, you know, loving me enough to just be honest with me. But a narcissist, no, no, no. They will make sure that you know how badly you hurt them because you wouldn't skip class for them, because you wouldn't have sex with them. Everything is centered around them. And guys, this isn't to demonize them. You know, they are the way they are for a reason because they are so deeply, um, they hate themselves. They are so wounded and broken and they were conditioned to be that way, most likely through traumatic upbringing, but we can't save them. We can't stay in the relationship because we feel bad. We can't stay in the relationship because we want to help them. Dude, I've been there. I was there for years. Um, Their inflated sense of importance and just like, it's just, it's frustrating and it's heartbreaking because we think, oh, if I love them enough, you know, if I do this and that, then they will change. Then they will see, no, people change when they're ready to change, um, when they want to change. And we can never control someone else's destiny. We have to let people go on their own path. Um, and these people, they are so selfish to the point of it's, you know, it's an expense to you. And they don't consider your feelings at all. And when they do, it's usually because you're in a fight and they want you to forgive them just so they can get back into your life. They are emotional vampires. They suck the energy out of you. 
Um, and this is a personality disorder. Um, true narcissistic personality disorder is a severe mental health disorder. And and I said back when I was 21 and I'm 26 now, and I will be a licensed psychologist and give me another year or two, I can honestly say with every ounce of my soul, my ex-boyfriend was 100% narcissistic personality disorder. Um, and I really wanted to help him. But guys, we, we can't save everyone, truthfully. Um, it is, you know, some people can have a grandiose sense of self-importance and have the traits, but it doesn't necessarily mean they are a narcissist. Um, but these people, they, they don't know who they are deep down They're They're hollow inside. And that's why they place such like a preoccupation with love and beauty and just believing that, you know, they are the center of the earth. Um, and typically, um, we we can't get through to these people you know how many times I've tried telling my ex he was a narcissist um it's laughable now because they're so arrogant like they don't care it's always you it's never them so the point being here these are some questions I would like for you to ask yourself if you think you are dating a narcissist or just some signs you're dating a narcissist or someone that's abusive typically someone that's a narcissist is abusive in relationship, you know, not necessarily with their friends, but in a romantic relationship, it will fuel the narcissism because relationships are about vulnerability. They're scary. They're intimate. And these people will never let you see the real them. And if they do, it's for like a flash of a second and it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of thing. They will change right before your eyes. Um, and it, it's, it's scary and that's why it causes tumultuous relationships. Um, so does your partner have a grandiose sense of self-importance? Um, do they lack empathy? Like they don't really care about what you have to say. This is all revolving. If you look up the signs on Google, um, of mental and verbal abuse, my ex was super verbally and emotionally, uh, sexually, physically abusive, but it typically will start as, emotional and psychological abuse, them telling you you're not good enough. Um, and really like, guys, you were too good for people like this. It's not about you. Just because someone, this goes back to the loving rejection, embracing rejection, just because someone doesn't or can't love you, it doesn't mean you shouldn't love yourself. Like other people will reject us, whether it's jobs or romantic partners or a book deal. Hello. Um, but will you reject you? Will you reject you? And I want the answer to be no. I will love myself when it seems like no one else is loving on me. And mainly it came down to, um, my partner that was the narcissist. It really like, he just disregarded and overstepped my boundaries devalued me, humiliated me, embarrassed me in front of others, um, just was malicious just to get what he wanted. And women can definitely be narcissists too. I'm not saying it's all men, but if you are dating a narcissist, if you have to ask yourself, is my partner a narcissist? And you're on Google 24-7 every hour of the day, like trying to learn more about narcissism and being like, oh yeah, that's, that's my partner. Guys, don't doubt your intuition. This is what I was saying at the start of this episode. You know you, trust you. And it can be really easy when we're being gaslighted to want to do everything to please them. It's all about them. Come back to yourself. Come, Do never, never 
someone is not worth losing you in a relationship. That's my issue. I have, I lose myself in relationship. Why are you being so selfless for someone that wouldn't, you know, take 20 seconds out of their day, out of their time to consider your feelings? That's what I want to ask you. Dating a narcissist is hard. It's hard to get out of that relationship. It's hard to get out of that pattern. And then you can typically attract more and more of them if you're like a super empath. Um, But the cycle can be stopped. I'm not telling you it's going to end like automatically right after you dump your abuser. Like you're going to live happily ever ever after with Prince Charming. Like, no, you're still probably going to attract them. I still attract them very much so. That's why scaring dating is so scary for me because I'm like, I don't need another fucking toxic, unhealthy, dysfunctional relationship. But you will recognize the signs and you will be quicker to walk away. That's what I want to leave you guys with. It is 4.30. It is Friday. I hope you all have a great weekend. I know I'm going to be so busy this weekend. So this is really cathartic for me. This is relaxing. Um, I love you guys so much. I'm going to have a health coach on for you next week, an interview about body image, keto, um, like all that good stuff with my personal health coach and nutritionist. Um, So yeah, do one thing this weekend. Do one thing today and the next day and the next day that makes you happy, even if it's just for five minutes. Sit down, take a breath, reflect, gain that insight and that awareness. It is so important and just stay in the present.